Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us here at Road America. We will get started with our first Verizon IndyCar Series pre-practice press conference, joined now by two members of Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports, James Hinchcliffe, driving the number five Aero Electronics SPM Honda for the team, and Robert Wickens driving the number six Lucas Oil Honda for Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports. A track that has some significant moments for both of you. Robert, we'll start with you. Obviously, last year was kind of your first taste of, a, of an IndyCar race weekend event. Didn't get to compete in the race, but did get your first sort of event weekend feel of an IndyCar. What do you remember from that experience and looking back from it? How different is your perspective and, and motivation heading into this weekend? Well, yeah, this is uh, my one year anniversary of a IndyCar press conference. So that's it kinda, is. That's kind of cool. Um, Good, good timing for a coffee. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> that machine is not quiet. You guys um, need to upgrade in this oven. No, it's it's cool. I mean, to do it at a, at a track like Road America is even even more special. I mean, it's, a, it's such a cool place. There's so much history. There's as a driver, I think it's a it's a favorite for everybody. And um, a big reason why I agreed to help out the team last year was because it was at Road America, just because it's such a cool track to drive and to drive an Indy car on such a good track. It was uh, too good of an opportunity to pass up. So now I'm uh, a full-time guy, and hopefully we can uh, get some good results this weekend. I decided to look back at that transcript before this press conference just to read through sort of – I didn't cat – I was hoping I could get you on something. I didn't catch anything. But you did mention that part of the appeal of, of racing in the series was competing with guys that you'd competed with in the past growing up, going up the ranks. What is it like now to be challenging for a championship with them? I don't know if I'm challenging for a championship, but I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying just to go. Uh, challenging for wins anyway. Yeah, there we go. Um, no, it's, it's cool. There's, there's so many people that I, I grew up racing against. Um, this guy is one of them. But uh, I was there. He was there. Um, but no, it's it's cool. I mean, it's always nice to see when the kind of ladder system works and kids that you grew up racing against, you end up being professionals with. Some some are good, some are bad. You know, there's somewhere you have like this childhood rivalry that you just like can't shake, and then you like grow up the whole ranks racing again. Luckily, that wasn't me, but I know other drivers that have been through that. Um, but honestly, it's it's just fun. I mean. I'm I'm racing with a lot of with a smile on my face, which uh, you know not every person can wake up in the morning and kind of be really happy to go to work, and regardless of the environment. So I'm just uh, looking forward to this weekend. Hopefully we can rebound well after after Texas and and go from there. Joined also by your teammate James Hinchcliffe. A significant racetrack for James because it was his first time back in an IndyCar after his crash in 2015. But James, we're a few years removed from that. We don't have to revisit all of that. But your thoughts heading into this weekend and uh, the competitiveness of your car and the team for this weekend's race? Yeah, I mean, this place has always been one of my favorites. You know, I've got my first kind of like open wheel race win here back in Formula BMW and um, all the way up till you know, like you say, getting getting back into an IndyCar for the first time after the accident. And I was I was gutted when I got to IndyCar and we didn't race at Road America, so I was very excited when they finally announced that we were coming back. This is, as Robbie said, I think a lot of the drivers' favorite road course in the country, and it's uh, it's always it's always nice getting to rip an IndyCar around this place. And uh, we were here testing last week, which was I think great for the team, and uh, the test went fairly well for us, which makes us a little bit nervous because so far this year we've had some like like abysmal tests that turned into really good race weekends and this was a pretty good test so we're not exactly sure how this is going to go we're hoping that doesn't necessarily mean yeah it's going to go one of two ways it's going to go really really well or 
but no, it's uh, it was good to get to test here, and, uh, and you know the car's been solid the last few weekends, and hopefully we can just bring home some more good points. For both of you, this season has been quite a grind so far with an early three back-to-back races heading straight into May in Detroit and Texas. Nothing new, really, but you are coming off of the first off weekend in quite a while. Did either of you get to do anything fun, relaxing, get to regroup a little bit, maybe a lot of work? Well, we were testing here on Wednesday, and then I went to New York Thursday for IndyCar, and then I went to Toronto Friday for IndyCar. So thanks for my weekend off, guys! Robbie? I just wanted to give you an, an area to vent. I uh I had a, a good week at the gym. It was nice. And then Saturday, Sunday, I uh, hung some curtains and some light fixtures at my house, and it was uh, quite the domestic weekend. Did some honeydews, yeah. as always. We'll start with questions, Bruce, and you'll have to shout out your question. Apologies. Does, is this track the closest track in America to, to motorsport in terms of the look, the feel, the rhythm? I, w- I would have thought like Road Atlanta would have been closer to most port than than this one. Um, kind of more flowy corners, slightly more elevation in corners. Most port doesn't have a lot of long straights. Yeah, which this place obviously has a few. Um, but yeah, I mean, I never really thought about that to be honest. But just what about like the terrain and everything? It seems you know they're both very. It's foresty. Picturesque. Yeah. No, I mean it's. They're two entirely different tracks. It's, I wouldn't really compare them. I wouldn't put them in the same group, personally. But the scenery is nice at both. <laughs> Tony? Uh, Hinge for you. You've had a couple weekends now working with uh, Will, your new uh, race engineer. How's he been like to work with? You know, do you yeah, I mean, uh, having Will step up to the race engineer role is, has been great. You know, coming into the season, I had uh, exactly zero people on my stand from uh, from 2017. Uh, or any other year of my career. And so having worked with Will for a bunch of years as assistant race engineer, it's nice to kind of have that familiar face on the stand and we already speak the same language. We know how each other works. And so uh, it's kind of made that transition a little bit easier. Obviously it's never ideal to have to do that mid season, but uh, I think he slipped into the role very nicely. And you know, he had a couple races under his belt with Jack and uh, I think him and I are working very well together. So it's, it's been pretty productive so far. Dave. People look at you, well, okay, this guy's a, an overnight sensation, 10 or 15 years in the making, right? Is that kind of how, how, it, how it's been? It was this, this long, say long wait to get here, this wait to get here, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're running competitively? Well, to be honest, I never waited to get here. That wasn't a conscious choice. Yeah, that, that was the, the big thing. I mean, obviously, I, as, a, as a kid, I grew up watching Indy cars and loved racing Indy cars, but my career went to Europe at a, at a pretty young age, pursuing Formula One, and then got approached by Mercedes to race in, in the DTM and German touring cars. And, you know, I, I wasn't kind of, I was never always hoping for an IndyCar opportunity. I was honestly completely content where I was. Um, but then situations changed and I had to look for kind of some new avenues to, to go racing and IndyCar was my top prospect. It's what I probably wanted to do the most um, this season. Given the new aero kits, given IndyCar I feel like is always on the rise and other championships are starting to struggle a bit. So it, uh, I think the timing was right and happy a part of it and even, even more I'm happy that uh, the results are coming in the first year. Um, was there any knowledge at the time that you were going to be like, I don't know, called a free agent for 
for the next season. Was that part of your decision to come in and drive for Shane Peterson? Did you know? When, when was the race here last year? Like, same time? Um, yeah, it was in July. So, um, yeah, let's just say at this time last year, I was just doing it for the fun of driving a car, and Mercedes let me part like potentially participate in the full race weekend. Um, and it wasn't really t around the Toronto weekend was when I kind of first thought about, like, talking to teams and <laughs> kind of seeing what I could do. But, uh, yeah, at this time last year, it was... IndyCar wasn't really on my horizon. It was more just to tick off a bucket list. Chris? Uh, Robert, the last time you ran here was uh, in a race back in Florida Atlantic. Do you feel like you're on the back foot a little bit compared to everybody else having two years of experience running around here? No. No, because, I mean, there's... Tra there, Phoenix? There, there's, there's You've never been on an oval. Never mind Phoenix. I mean, there's also, yeah, tracks, there's also tracks that they've been driving on for, like, Ten years, eight years, whatever. So two, I think. I think two. I think two is an advantage for me. But honestly, it was it was nice to test here last week. Um, you know, the plan is to start at the front, race at the front, finish at the front, right? So I don't think, you know, not having race experience on this track, you know, if I follow my game plan, I won't really have to pass anyone. So. <laughs> Steve. Rob, you're one uh, halfway through your first Indy car season. What's been the biggest surprise? The schedule. The schedule has been very, uh, very intense. You know, I, I think I realized that racing and DTM was almost a part-time job. Um, no, it's just been busy. You know, I mean, the schedule I knew was going to be, a, you know, three weeks in a row, and then in the whole month of May, and then back into like more racing, and I was excited for that, but. Uh, I didn't take into account the uh, extra marketing days, a lot of testing. In DTM, we didn't have any in-season testing. Um, so it was just, you know, you think, you're like, oh, I have at least Monday to Thursday off. And then it's like, no, you have to go here, there, and back off. And you have a one-off weekend, and the team knows you have an off weekend, so they cram in a bunch of stuff for you to do. Um, but uh, it, it's all been fun. I mean, I can't believe, actually, once we finished Detroit, I saw someone tweet that, uh, nine down eight to go i'm just like what, what? Yeah. like how are we pa already passed halfway in this thing i thought we were still like in the first quarter of the year so that was kind of a reality check so it was um it's been a fast season i mean it's crazy to think that it's already almost the end of june but uh it's all been pretty exciting Thanks. bruce the intent with this aero package is less topside down force more mechanical so that you can get closer to each other a track this size, are you able to get close to each other? Do you think it'll be a different style of racing than what we saw the last two years? Um, you know, weirdly, this track is probably going to be um, the most similar to 2017, just because with the old kit, we would come here in a very low downforce configuration. So, you know, last year's kit at uh, low downforce is comparable to this year's kit at, you know, maybe not max max, but a normal trim level. So I don't think it's actually going to be, I don't think we're going to notice the difference as much here, just even just in the feel from behind the, behind the wheel. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the racing's like, you know, everywhere we've been, the car's been able to follow closer. So you'd like to think that that's going to hold true here. But again, we're just not sure because it is kind of the closest configuration to what we've had in the past. Other questions, Dave. 
Can you kind of characterize what role you played in getting Robert here? Um, uh, well, uh, you know, we, we convoyed up together. Is that, oh, you don't mean, you don't, okay. You mean like the, yeah, proverbial here. Okay. Um, you know, honestly, I, um, (laughs) I, I was his spy on the inside. Um, no, you know, for me, like I had a, obviously a huge, uh, a huge interest in Rob coming to the team. So I was a huge advocate for it very early on. Um, I was one of the few guys, myself and Pierce Phillips were the ones that had followed Robbie's career all through Europe, knew what he was capable of. And, um, we're the ones that kind of put, you know, put our foot down and said like, this is the guy we got to take a look at. Once, once his name was on everybody else's radar within the team, I kind of tried to sit back and what I didn't want to happen was I didn't want people to think that I was just trying to get my buddy in the seat. You know, I, I laid out all the facts, and if you looked at everything on paper, the facts were this was the best available guy in the world for this car. And uh, I kind of wanted them to figure that out on their own rather than just kind of hammer it in. But, yeah, I mean, occasionally had to, you know, throw in a little comment here or there to make sure things were staying on track and going the way that we wanted. But it was honestly, once once they looked into what he what he was and what he was capable of, I think the decision was, was pretty simple from everyone's point of view on this side. Presumably fairly rewarding that he's backed up everything that you said? Yeah, it's really fun saying I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions? Guys, thank you very much. Good luck this weekend. The best brats are in turn 12. Uh, you're wrong. <laughs> I got like-